0: Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Come on, good morning. You guys, look so good today. Turn around, and tell your neighbors. Say you look good this morning. Come on, tell them, man. Tell them you look good today. Amen. Tell them the, the the moisture in the air has has really helped your hair. Amen. Just tell them that the humidity has done done great things for you this morning. Amen. That's what happened to me. In case you're wondering. Amen. But ain't a good day to be in God's house. Come on, is it not a great day to be in the house of the Lord, man? I tell you, I love. Worshiping with you. It just it does something to my heart, man, getting together with this family, worshiping Jesus, and we're excited that you're here. It could be your very first time with us this morning at Faith Renewed. And so if it is, we always just want to tell you how glad we are that you're here. And so it could be you watching at home for the first time, being a part of our online family, and I welcome you as well. But if it's your first time, make yourself at home, and we just want to tell you we're glad you're here. So Faith Renewed Church, would you love on them right now? Yeah. Tell them, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Come on. Hey, man. Again, make yourself at home. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, uh, Faith Track. This afternoon, 4 o'clock, a great way to do that. Or if you're already a part of our, at this house and aren't, aren't connected yet, come hang out with us. You can register on, uh, there on the Church Center app, but come hang out with us this afternoon. We'd love to get to know you more. And help you just get to know us a little bit better as well. I believe you'll you'll like what you find out about us. Amen. I truly believe that with all my heart. And um, but if you have your Bible today, anybody bring the Bible to church? Come on. Yeah, if you're wondering. What kind of church we are here. If you knew, we're a Bible church. We believe it's true. Every word of it from cover to cover. And so we want to do this. We want to learn more about what he says in his word. And uh, we just want to walk that out. So if you have yours, you can turn with me. We're going back to this book, hung out there last week. and We're going back to it today. Would you go to Exodus chapter 25? Amen. Exodus chapter 25. If you're Anywhere near the back half of your Bible, you're in the wrong direction, all right? If you're looking for that this morning, go forward. Go to the front. You'll find it hanging out up there. Um, but if you are a UVersion Bible app user, I again encourage you, you can follow right along with us today by clicking more than events, and then um, just you'll see this live event taking place. Save that. If you would share that, if you would, I would love for you to do that. But Exodus chapter twenty-five, I'm going to read verses one uh, through eight, um, and uh, we're going to talk about this this morning. Amen. If you have it, say I have it. If you're still looking, say hang on. Okay, one second. We'll accept that. Amen. As you turn there, don't again just uh, in the front. I must say that's in the front, right after Genesis. But chapter 25, verses 1 through 8, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, love this. We learned last week that that Moses had a face-to-face walk with God. He had a personal encounter with the living God. Oh, man, how incredible is that today that, man, the Lord spoke to him. How many knows he's still speaking today. He's still speaking. He's speaking to you this morning. Please uh, hear what the Spirit is saying to you. But he said this in verse 2. He says, speak to the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering. I believe it's so important to come before the Lord with an offering. Amen. He has done so much for us. Amen. From everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take uh, my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, gold, "...silver and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat's hair, ram skin, dyed red, badger skins, and acacia wood, oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate." And verse 8 says this, and this is this is it. Please get verse 8 today. Lord, let verse 8 get in our hearts. And this is why all these things take place. He said, and let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. <laughs> he said, Let me, I said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you want to be in relationship with us. But all this is happening today, all this is taking place, all that has been done by your son Jesus so that we could be in relationship with you. We thank you for it. We give you praise for it, Lord. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Church, would you say it with me? Amen, amen, amen. The person you left hanging while ago, but now would you turn to them, Then the person maybe behind you that you ignored during that earlier, and just give them a fist bump. Say, man, good to see you this morning. Would you do that? Tell them it's good to see them, <clears throat> yeah, this morning. Amen, amen. This is a big week. Uh, I encourage you in two days, on Tuesday, make sure you go vote. If you're of legal age, um, make sure you go make your vote heard amen it's so important that we do that and if you're wondering how to vote uh see me after service and i'll tell you amen but uh i would tell you this vote life amen. Amen. there is no other option come on come in, give god a praise offering for for life today amen yeah. vote life and, and so that's that uh, I, if you're wondering that's the direction to go um vote life there is no other way and uh he said this he said choose life he gave us an option is it cool that it gives options he said, choose life so that you may live and your offspring may live as well? So vote this week. Vote life um, and uh, vote a better way. And, man, I believe God will bless that. Uh, we're going to take time at the end today. We're going to pray for our nation, and uh, we're going to pray for what's coming up this week. Um, you're going to be having more and more opportunities at Faith for New Church to pray. And uh, it's one of the things that the Holy Spirit is making so clear about about the season that we're in, I guess, or just a place that he's calling us into is, is to pray and spend time with him, and so you're going to be hearing a whole lot about different opportunities. Friday night doesn't work for a lot of people, so that's going to continue to be an option as well as others, and so again, but just thank you for that, but we're going to pray today. We're going to make space um, in, in, in the end of this time and after this message to just hang out with him today, but uh, again, thank you uh, for doing that, but um, I want to jump in today. We're in a series. It's called Relationship goals and, um, if you're wondering or kind of like, ma'am, what's been going on in this series, I encourage you, go back. If you missed any message, every one of those are online, and you can find those where you love music and where you find great podcasts, and you'll be able to do that. But we've been doing this in this series. We've been getting very practical. Uh, we've, we've, we've gotten deep into relationships of marriage, of, of you know the people that we have relationship with in our life on a, on a physical level, and we do, we do life with. It's, it's been cool. I hope you've been getting something from that we've been talking a lot of things that you can apply practically and naturally in your life, but I believe this I believe when we walk in obedience and we're consistent in doing the things practically and naturally, God will put super on our natural. And you'll see supernatural things happen. It's just cool how he does that. I mean, it's just like a natural act of, of putting something in a bag or, or going online and giving. A natural act produces a supernatural blessing on your life. Coming before and speaking words over someone and declaring and praying over, one, over someone where it's a natural act that we're doing, but it's producing supernatural outcomes. Now, I love this because this is what we've been going after, man, just more of God. So we've been kind of over the last few weeks, we're going to continue in that, uh, just the the walk that we have with God. And I I talked last week about a guy named Moses. Man, Moses... Oh man, I just like do bad, man. Man, he uh, hey, God took a dude who who was running from his calling, did, cr- created and did some things, man, way outside of things that were okay and cool for him to do. But he, it, but God took him and still chose to do this. He still chose to have a face to face with him. And this is what's good about you this morning. He still chooses to have a face-to-face with you. Amen. And in me, like this guy, amen, he still wants to do that. And last week, I gave you two in quick review. We talked about that we need to do what Moses did. We need to make a place for God. Amen. We need to make a place for God in our life. Anytime we make a place for him, he will come. I'm telling you, never left me hanging. Never in one, never, never any moment in my life has, has, have I felt alone when I went to go spend time with him. He shows up every time and Moses did this. Moses made space for him. He made a place for him. We're going to talk about that place in great detail over the next couple of weeks. And we see again, when he did this, hell, he would come. Now, this is what we can't do. We can't, once we make place and we encounter God, we can't just say now that I've met God and everything's good, I'm going to go back now and put this thing on cruise control we can't go that direction man we are going conto- to continue to go after him so we learned last week that we can't let complacency set in it will it's happened in my life If you've been serving the Lord any amount of time, is probably happened in yours. Or at least there's been a pull towards that. We've seen again how that can happen. So again, I want to do this. I don't want to let that complacency set in. So I'm thankful for what God did in this place last week. But man, Lord, I want him today. Amen. I want him to do what he wants to do this week. This week, I want him now. I'm thankful for what he did a few moments ago, but Lord, I want what you have for me right now. So today, I want to do this. We're going to talk about in this series, in relationship goals, I want to talk a little bit, it's kind of twofold. All right, so I hope that your mind's open, your heart's open to kind of like, as we talk about this, this, this message today, I hope you can kind of see it and grab it on a twofold basis. But I want you to see this, that what Jesus did, he, he did this, he did it to be in relationship with us. Is it, is, I was thinking about this, that, you know, Jesus has relationship goals. I don't know if he hashtags it. I don't know if he I don't think he has to. But but Jesus has relationship goals. There, there are things that he wants to have with us. There, there are relationships that he wants to have with me and you. And, and and it's amazing that he wanted to be in relationship with us so much that he, he came out of heaven. Think about this. Think about sitting in heaven, angels worshiping you, crying out that how holy you are and all these things. And he says, I'm willing to lay every bit of that down and go get on a cross because I want to be in a relationship with that person. That's wild to me. I can't wrap my mind around that That he did it. He left heaven, came to earth, died in my place for my sin. Why? He wants to be in a relationship. I don't want you to see what we're doing here and what we're going after. Please don't see this as just some type of religious thing that we're doing. Please don't let that get in your mind. Don't let the enemy put that in your head. That, man, that this is just something. No, no, we're we're in a relationship with a holy God. And that is, like, cool to think about, that Jesus wanted to be in that relationship with us. It's, It's called grace. I love the grace of God. I'm thankful for it. I, I don't know where I would be without I know yeah, I'd be in hell. I'd be dead. That's where I would be right now. All right, jail. I jail, hell, dead. One of those three places. I, that's my three, three points today. That's where I would be if it had not been for the grace of God. But I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't able to get into this last week. It was in my notes. I didn't get there. But, but grace is not a replacement for pursuit. Grace is not a replacement for pursuit. The grace of God comes down into our life. He pours his spirit out upon us. Now, this is what happens. Now, this is not now the grace of God. I can pull back now and what my pursuit of him is. Uh, th- th- don't, don't think for a moment like once you get it, you're supposed to stop pursuing it. People, I've seen great relationships fail. I've seen great marriages fail. Once a pursuit, then when they receive and get what they were going after, they pull back on the pursuit. When we get God and when we get an encounter with him, I don't want to pull back and just sit back and just settle. It is the work of Christ, but it is also called the walk of the believer. And so, again, it's what we're to go after. He says things in Scripture like, seek the Lord. While he may be found. Seek him. He is seeking us, but we are to seek him. This is a relationship that we're in. It is a, it is a pursuit of us. At the same time, I'm going after him. I'm pursuing him. Now, we see here in our, in our passage today, we see now what is described and called the tabernacle of Moses. Now, I, I was, I, this is a true story. I was going to try to do this message today in one message. Talk about the tabernacle Moses. I actually had it, it down on one note to have 14 pages, <clears throat> and I was like, "Well, that ain't gonna work out." Amen. We got two services. We got faith tried. There's a lot going on, and so this is we're gonna we're gonna break this down a little bit, and uh, we're gonna take some take take our time a little bit. I want to slow down, and I my goal is even today is like, man, at the end we make time, make place for prayer. We made time to pray for our nation. We made time to put in action what we're learning today. But we're going to do this. Today we're going to talk about, the title of this message is The Outer Court. All right, now we're going to, we're going to find ourselves eventually in the holy place and in the most holy place. That's where I want to hang out at, man, in the glory. And I hope you do too. But we're going to, today we're going to just kind of, just overall, we're going to go through the gate into the outer court. We're going to go past the altar burnt offering and to the bronze laver. Now, next week we're going to do this. We're going to, we're, going to do, we're going to go into the holy place, the table of showbread, the golden lampstand, and then enter into, past the altar of incense, into a place called the most holy place. The holy of holies. And again, man, I hope that's where you want to hang, man. Verse 8 again said this in our text. It said it like this. It said, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them now you, we have to see like everything God's putting in order the things he's asking of us the things he wants us to do is so he can have relationship don't don't think that he's asking these things of you to like make life miserable I used to think that. I was like, to live a certain way, walk a certain way, do some things that God's asking of me. And I, th- I feel like the goal was to make my life the most miserable God can make it. Hey, Amen. I don't know if you ever thought that way. But but I was like, man, that's the goal. He, no, but no, he wants to have relationship with me. And there are things in my life and there are things in yours that when we do them, it gets us out of relationship with him. You're like, what, does he quit loving me? No, still loves you. He's still speaking, but you've gotten yourself in a place where you're no longer hearing it. And so, again, we have to go after these things. Now, we see this in the first thing that we see. The first thing that you come to when you walk here towards the tabernacle, and we're going to get a vision of this. And, again, you've got to think that this is a picture, the entire tabernacle is a picture of the work that Jesus did for us. All right, please understand that. When you're you're hearing some of the things that are said, remember this. But there are also things that we can do in our walk with faith that we can, again, apply to our lives as well and do also. So this is what we see. The first thing you come to is the outer court. This is in your notes the outer court, the outer gate. All right. The courtyard uh, of did this. It wrapped around the tabernacle. The measurement says 150 by 75 feet and seven feet high. Now, this is what's wild. You couldn't enter the tabernacle, you couldn't enter into that place except through one gate. There, I, there are not like multiple ways into his presence. I'm telling you, there, there's, a, there's a world today, there's a mindset today that we're going to all end up there no matter what in the presence of God. We're all going to end up in heaven. We're all going to end up with God. That is not the case. There is only one way in. And it's amazing, again, that we see this, that right here he said there is only one gate into the tabernacle. Now, I want us to see this because this is important. You have to grab this today, first of all. Like every one of us, we've either been outside the gate or we still are. The, I just I, there's no other other way I can phrase that or work that other than man that, that we we've we've all, either we've all been outside the gate or we're still outside of that gate today. It's just true. We we see this. How do we know that? Because again, he said in Romans chapter three, verses twenty two and twenty three, he says that we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. That's how, we find, that's how it's made right. And this is true for everyone who believes. No matter who we are, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Now, the, now the, the truth is, every one of us, or again, are in that place or have been in that place. We've all fallen. We've all missed God. We've all missed the mark. None of us were born in the tabernacle. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. No, we're born again in the tabernacle. But we're not born into the tabernacle. But I, I don't care, like, if, if you have mom and daddy who love Jesus, and, man, and they, they they sponsored one of the pews, and they have their name on a wall somewhere, that does not allow you to get in. That doesn't, doesn't work that way. I actually was raised around that kind of stuff. I, like, man, people thought that because of what their last name was. Amen. It's knowing one name. That's Jesus. Amen. And so, again, every one of us have been there. Now, this is what we have to do. We have to enter in through that one gate. Now, and the Holy Spirit just like hit me hard with this, that there are too many people settled, hanging out on the outside of the tabernacle instead of stepping in. There are, there are too many people okay with coming to this church and just kind of watching what's happening instead of entering into his presence. You know, it's okay. It's like possible for you to come to church, get up, get dressed, walk into the church, be in the church, and the presence of God be moving in that place, and you still be on the outside looking in. It's possible. I, but I've seen this way too many times. And, and people stay out for so many different reasons. They, that some stay out because they believe they're not worthy in there. They don't deserve to be in there. They, they've done too much. That's the whole reason for the gate. Come on. That's the whole purpose for the tabernacle is so that God can dwell with you. But people stay out for all kinds of stuff. It's why some people actually believe that there's more fun outside the tabernacle than there is in y'all bumped your head if you think that for one moment it's more fun following the god of this world instead of God of heaven and, and and believe for one moment that there is any way that you can have more joy outside of his presence than in it's not possible I I, rem- I remember this I when I was young I, t- I told y'all last week that I I again I In church every week. Last name Rogers. You in church, brother? That's your only option. Amen. Was to come to church. So raised in a very serious, strict home. And I I remember there there was, and it was in riding distance. I could get on my bicycle and I would ride to this place. There was a little. There was a little. This is when I was a young guy, young young teenager, twelve year old age, that that kind of age range, middle school. I would ride to a teen dance club. True story. Now I ain't gonna say, but there was somebody in this room was hanging out in that dance club at that time. All right, uh, but I'm just gonna say it. She was breaking it down. She was, you know, but (laughs) didn't know her. She didn't know me. It's all good. All right. But I used to do this. I remember this. I I, I remember getting on my bicycle. I would ride my bicycle up up Old Easer Bridge Road. I would go and I would kind of like just get out and I would sit sit across the street on my bicycle and I'd watch people go in. Man, now you got to understand, listen, we didn't do that. It wasn't an option. It wasn't, po- wasn't like you You did not do that again if your last name was Rogers. You didn't do any of those things, all right? There was a drive-in movie theater right on the side of White Horse Road that like when we had we drove by it, we had to close our eyes and turn our head. Y'all better look out. Amen. All right. <clears throat> So, so daddy and mama didn't play. All right, but I would sit outside. I would sit across from that thing, and I would just think, man, like, man, they're having so much fun in there, and here I am on the outside. And I was. Now I found out later in life that wasn't the case. Yeah. Nothing wrong with hanging out in there, breaking it down. Man, I, don't got, I ain't got issue with that. I ain't against that. Come on, don't do it. All right, my daughter said not to do that. All right. But here's the deal. I was like thinking about that time where again, man, I wanted to be in there so bad. And God has something so much better for me out here. I don't know if you realize this or not, man. It's the opposite now is applied. Now he's calling us in. And we think, man, there's so much something, so much better out here. Listen, please, there's nothing greater than his presence and knowing him. And this is what he said in John chapter 10, verse 9, the gate there that we see only one. This is what Jesus said. He said, yes, I am the gate. In case you're wondering how to get into the presence of a holy God, I am it. He says, those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. Come on, there's only one way and not many ways, not multiples. There's one. Jesus said it in John 14, in verse 6, he said, I am the way. He said, I am the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That is the way. And some people are like, man, that's a little unfair that he only made made one way. I think it's unfair, man. And I I think we miss it, man, so many times. And when we don't take that way in, when we don't step in, I'm just thankful that he made a way for us. And, And we get to go to heaven regardless. Listen, again, if we call on him, if we go through the gate, we enter into his presence. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says this. It says, there is uh, is salvation in none, no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. All right, so again, coming to church does not save you. I'm glad you're here. You're you're welcome here. If you're trying to just figure this thing out, listen, hanging out. Listen, I encourage you to do this. Don't hang out outside the tabernacle. Step in. Enter into the way that he made is through the son Jesus. And so what he did for us, there is salvation in no one else. So again, so we come up to very first thing before we even get into the tabernacle, before we even go in any place, before this relationship begins, we have to recognize there's one way. All right, there's one. And then we do this. We step in through the gate. And then once we go through the outer gate, we come into, and I hope you can just picture this for a moment. You'll find yourself now in the outer court. Now, in the outer court, there were, there, were, there were a couple of things in the outer court that have great significance. We could, we could take a whole lot of time and, and do messages or series probably on each one of these. But the, f- the first thing we see is this we come to the altar of burnt offering. All right, we come to the altar of burnt offering because in this, this is what happens when you're entering into that holy place, when you're going after God, when you're pursuing him. We have to, again, enter in through that one way. Jesus grants the access. Then we come up, and they would actually step up to that altar there, and there upon that altar, they would bring their offering. They would bring a lamb, and they would bring that lamb. And apologize for just getting graphic if you're... PETA person who's watching or something I don't know we ain't probably none to come to this church but uh, if if you're but if you're watching oh like I mean they would they would actually take the life they would they would they would cut the throat they would take the life of that lamb and they would take that blood and they would take the blood and they would place it on all four corners of that altar Now, that's why, again, time don't allow, but just go back and study every detail that God asked. There's purpose behind it. Even the five by five by five that you would see. Five's the number of grace. It is, it is fully the grace of God who wraps us when we come before him and just lay everything down. But this is what we see. There had to be something died. There was blood shed. When y'all were singing that about the blood, man, the blood today is as powerful today as it's ever been. What Christ did on the cross, the blood that he shed then still saves. Amen. It still heals. It still delivers. It still heals bodies. And so, this is what we see here. This is what would take place. The death of that victim signified right there that there was someone who had to die in order for me to go to the holy place. There was something that would have to give its life. And, man, the Scripture says that before the foundation of the world, the Lamb was slain, that Jesus, the Lamb of God, gave his life. In John 1:29, I love this. It says the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him. Now, you've got to see this again, how this works. Again, I hope your heart's mind's open because, again, there's, there's multiple things happening in this representation of the tabernacle. But this is what he says He says that John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So you got to think, they would come in and they would take the, that one lamb, they would take that offering, they would lay it before, and that was for the sin of one. They would take that offering, and man, they would, they would lay that offering down. And you got to understand this, man, that this sin is a, is, is, is a big deal. Bible says the wages of the payment that we give for, that's death. So all we need this life, and so again there would be something have to die in this life, man. It, it is sad, it's tragic, like, man. That innocent little animal. That why was that taking place? Because the innocent would have to die for the guilty, so that the guilty could become innocent. And man, think for a moment that over and over and over for years you got to think. John knew this; he understood how this worked. Man, he this, these these things have been passed down for generations. There there are things that they have been doing over and over and over generations, and now because now because what Jesus, John saw Jesus coming. That's the Lamb of God. That's the one who takes away the sin of the whole world. Oh man, I'm thankful for this. And and the and the fire that would again they would take that they would let upon the fire put it on the and the burn off in there and it began to burn. And I don't know if you realize this, it still represents it so today. Fire still represents judgment. Fire still represents judgment. That's not. That's not popular today to be speaking and talking about these things and saying that kind of stuff. Man, yeah, we, we want to talk about the grace, but man, I'm thankful. For, the grace keeps us from the fire. Amen. The grace of God, but this is a reality. There would have to be, again, this represented the judgment that was to come. And so now that this is what takes place, the lamb took the judgment. The Lamb put upon everyone. And so now this is the truth for us. This is the hope that we have. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. What I deserve, what I thought I deserved, what, what, what should have been me, now I have heaven as a promise. Now I have hope as a promise. Now I have the glory as a promise today. Not because I'm earning or deserve it, because there was a Lamb that took away my sin. He took away my judgment. And man, this is what he did. He paid the debt for us. Romans 3 again. I hope you, the, the parallels are so beautiful. He says in verse 25, 26, he says, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for us for sin. Think for a moment. <laughs> he bringing in. he Jesus again coming down. And him becoming this for us. And I love this. I can't get over it. I'll never get past it. This will never get old to me. What Christ did for us, he said that Jesus became the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God. When they believed that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. The sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. That is the grace of God. That's undeserving. Like, man, that that think for a moment. Like, there's nothing... Oh man, there's not one thing today that has happened in your life that the blood of Jesus can't set you free from, man. That that is that wrecks me to think for not one moment, not one thing that I've done. And again, He does it in one moment when I believe and put my trust in Him. Now I'm thankful for that altar. And today I want to do this. I want to lay on the altar. He, he, he says today that we're a temple, that we are present today ourselves as an offer, that we today want to walk this out. We want to do and become and just walk in what God's provided for us. Now, again, not just for, not for a work for my salvation, but for my walk of faith. And so I want to walk this out and live this out. And so, again, this is what happens when we go through the gate, when we come to the altar, the sacrifice that has been made for us brings us into a place now of salvation. But this is what happens for us, and a lot of people stop there. Too many people stop at that moment. And they think, well, man, everything's good now. Man, there's something better. There's so much more because I love this. When you walk past that altar, you come to a place called the bronze laver. And the priest would do this. The priest would come to that labor and they would wash their hands and they would wash their feet. And you did not. You didn't take one step without being cleansed. You didn't dare go into it to one more step, even in that direction, without making sure that, again, you had been cleansed. And what I love, this is what happens. You would see them do this over and over and over. They would cleanse the outside. This is what we see Christ does today. He says, man, when he cleans the inside, the whole cup is clean. And everything around us becomes clean. And this is a beautiful ongoing work. Now, this is why, again, I believe this. This is an ongoing picture of what it looks like to follow Jesus because this is what takes place. I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe you, you got your sin taken care of at the altar, and you don't have any more struggles. All right, man. The rest of us, listen, we need the cleansing work that God has. Because I believe this is a picture now of sanctification. It's the ongoing work of God cleansing us and working us. Again, saved in one moment by putting our faith in Jesus, by going towards that altar, entering through that gate. But please don't think for a moment, man, we're to stop there because we see this is what happens. I've seen people, man, they're immediately when they're saved, man, the Bible says they're, they're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Their spirit is set up in heaven. Glory. But, man, they got a body here. They got a mind here. And they're still struggling. And this is what's beautiful about the grace of God. And this is what's wonderful about the love that he has for us. When we come before him and we bring our thought life to him, when we bring our, our struggles with him. Angel, you were declaring and calling out some, some mental things a few moments ago. I'm telling you, man, God is healing minds in this room today. He, he is healing hearts today. He is doing a work that only he can do. It is a wonderful. And so, again, this is what it looks like. It's an ongoing work, going back, letting him cleanse you, letting him do it. And this is what one of the most beautiful things about this. Back then, it was only the priest that could go in. Now, we're a royal priest in a holy nation. Every one of us, me and you, not pastors, gets to go into the holy place. You get to go there. Every person in this place gets to go into the presence of God. And this is what's cool. If you're struggling with past, if you're struggling with what you laid on that altar, just keep letting him cleanse you. Keep letting him renew your mind. Keep letting him purify your heart. Keep letting him keep declaring his word. He said it would cleanse them. He sent it to heal and cleanse them. So again, we bring that before him. So if you're struggling like, man, didn't like if you did this, you met Jesus, you went through the gate. Oh, Amen. You went through the place. You, you came before the altar of the Lord. And then, man, you're like, man, I'm, I've fallen away. I'm struggling in my faith. I'm I'm a mess. i am missing it today. This is what we see in 1 John 1:9. He said that he said if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm thankful for the cleansing work of the cross. I'm thankful for the cleansing work that he does. And this is what's the beautiful thing, man, about Christ. It's an ongoing work. Until we encounter him and see him face to face, until we walk into the glorious place of the presence of God, we can have encounters with him now. And we bring that to him. I'm going to ask you if you would, please stand. And I want you to hear today this last verse. Oh, man, this last verse. John chapter 17, verse 17. Jesus praying for his disciples. This was his prayer. And this is his prayer still today. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. He's saying, man, separate them, cleanse them. Let them come out from among this world. How? By the word. Today as the word of God has been spoken over you, as it's been laid before you, as you've been made aware that today the gate has been opened for you, And there's more for you on the inside than there is out. He's inviting us in. He's inviting us in. I'm going to ask you if you obey. As a a father, I just declare in this room, Lord, that if there may be one watching, one here, multiple people in this place, any that have not entered through that gate, that have not put their faith and trust in you, that this is their day of salvation. That this is their day, Lord. That this is that day. The heads are still about eyes are still closed. Listen, I'm not asking you if you're a member of this church. I'm not asking you if you're on a dream team or you sing on a praise team. Listen, I'm asking you, do you know Christ? Do you know Jesus? Oh, man, have you entered into that tabernacle with him, that presence and place with him? Are you walking with him today? The heads are about eyes are closed in this room. If you don't know Christ, if you're unsure today, like if you're like having to think, like, man, I don't know. Listen, let's get it settled. Let's get it settled today. So if that's you right now, I just want you to just raise your head up and look at me. If that's you. If that's you, I want you to just raise your head up and look at me. He loves you. He loves you. If you were the only one on this planet, he would have still got on the cross. He loves you that much. He wants to be in relationship with you that bad. So today I just ask you to do this, to put your faith in what Christ did. Yeah, put your hope in what Jesus did. As we said this, if we believe this today, we put our hope in what Christ did—the work that He did. Just lay it all before Him. Yeah, I said, Jesus, I come to you. Need you now. I love you. I put my faith and our trust and my hope in you, Jesus, and you alone. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. And I want you to do this if, that's, if you've made that decision I want you to let someone know we're going to be able to open up our altars and we invite you to join us we want you to sign up we want you to go to church center we want you to stop by connect. we want you to take those next steps we want you to get baptized we want to help you walk this thing out and, and just enjoy the presence of God it's way more fun I promise you in his presence than out but I want us as a church family right now I want us to do this as a worship team they're preparing to minister in this house We have a few moments where i love to do this. I want us to pray for our nation today. We desperately need to pray for our nation. Desperately need to pray for our nation. Yeah, and and, and I want you to do this. I want you to find you a place to pray. Like make a place. Like Moses made a place. He made space for God. Find you a place. It could be out in the aisle. It could be there at your seat turned around. It could be in this altar. So I just want to, we, we open it up right now. And we just invite you to do this. I want you to find you a place. And I want you to pray for this nation right now. We desperately need to pray for that nation. Tuesday's a big day. So again, I want you to come. And if you just wanted to spend time in the presence of the Lord, if you want to step into the holy place, we ain't got there in the message, but we can experience it already. Amen. Come on. Amen. And so, again, as a worship team ministers, we're going to open our altars up now. If you need prayer for any reason, just any reason at all, I, I just I sense today, again, that there's a, if there's a struggle within the mind today, just God wants to heal that. If there's a struggle in the body, Lord wants to heal that. There's power in the blood today. So as a, as a team ministers. We open our altars up now. If you just want more of God and want to pray for this nation, I invite you to come. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.